Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Hello, my friend. It has been some time since we've had a one-on-one, a jam session, just you and I. I've had a hard time doing just solo episodes because I've felt not called to. And the reason that is, is because I felt like it's not really an easy time to have a voice, which I've spoken to before, which is not to say I'm muting my voice in any way, because I certainly am not. But then I was trying to formulate or get a sense of my thoughts and feelings as the world is in such transitionary times. You know, and there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of censorship. There's, it's pretty hard to know which way is up. It's pretty hard to know what the truth is. No matter how much information I consume, things are confusing. I feel a lot of anger and grief and excitement. I mean, I have all the feelings. My anger comes at the continued exposure of the corrupt systems that exist in the world. And, you know, you sort of think about it, like, how do I do anything about that as an individual when the momentum, the pain and the suffering in the world is so much? And I always think back to just the spiritual teachings of change yourself, change the world. Undo how those systems live within you, how you participate in those systems, and you help heal the systems because you no longer participate in them. And in how your behavior changes, like any pattern, when you make a different choice, you change your patterns. And you end up in different places and you end up in different conversations and you relate differently to other people. And so the very act of our own, what you might call reclamation or rebellion slash healing slash whatever that is, is really the invitation to all of those around us to do the same thing. And, you know, I've been on the road for the last little bit, but when I say on the road, I'm not like a band going around on a bus or anything like that, but I haven't been at home. Uh, I went to Idaho last September to go see Kylie's family with Kylie. And we ended up staying down there till December, came back to Canada and went back down in January and we were going to come back. And then, you know, Canada put in quarantine hotels and a whole shit show of things. And 
finally, you know, we bought a place and we moved from Vancouver to Calgary and, you know, there's been so much uncertainty in the air and then you add moving and transitions. And I feel like I haven't really had an easy time getting my feet on the ground. And as much as I know that home is always within you, it's always within myself, I still get carried away in the conversations and the momentum of what are, you know, it's so easy to get carried away in news and, and media and I don't know, the, the things that are meant to distract us, I suppose. And so I felt pretty distracted and hard to find my footing. And so I really wanted to talk about that, that like honoring the transitions, but also arriving, like actually arriving here in this moment, but being fully here. And can I sit in the space of transition and be in it rather than between things where there was an ending and a beginning that that just in the light that there is always things ending and there are always things beginning, whether they're relationships or work or or just projects or stories or conversations or evenings or moments. They always are. And I think because of our own discomfort in uncertainty, we lean away from presence during that time. And I have found it hard to be present because there is so much grief in the world. There is so much suffering. And having been called back to it on a deep level, you know, I have had a meditation practice throughout this. What's interesting is I did a meditation this morning from Sarah Blondin. If you're not familiar, she's incredible. She's on Insight Timer. And she has a, a meditation called Make It Sacred. And... I did this meditation and I just felt myself arrive. I felt this grief within my body and I felt like I finally caught up to myself, which that might sound a little weird, but that I finally, the momentum of my movement on this physical plane, my soul so wanted me to move a little slower and be present to all of the feelings in each moment. And gosh, the moment I slowed down, I just felt that wave. You know, last week we packed up our house in Vancouver and we had a closing ceremony. You know, I love a good closing ceremony, both Kylie and I. We honored that home and and the city. When I'd moved to Vancouver, I'd just begun the journey of knowing I was going to be writing and speaking and and sharing about relationships. And when I moved to Vancouver, you know when people say, oh, they're just running away from life or they're like moving to get away, they don't want to deal with something. I wouldn't say that that was true for me. But what I can say is I understand why people do that. Because one of the great blessings of moving was that I no longer was around people that I had created agreements of who I had to be in order to be in relationship with them. And that's no fault of theirs. That is my responsibility. That because I wasn't, and this wasn't conscious, this was that when I moved, I felt free in a way to do this rebirth, to sort of like take away all these layers of the person I had 
pretended to be through coping strategies and survival strategies and like being a people pleaser and being gregarious and being busy all the time and, you know, everything's cool, everything's fine, you know, and moving and actually feeling one, the sense that the ocean brings, the care of the rainforest, the miracles that are constantly going on. I mean, on a sunny day, Vancouver's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And on a rainy day, it will remind you to sit with yourself. And that's a gift. And when I moved there, I had this freedom. I had this ability to just be myself. And I didn't even know I needed that. I just knew I was called away from Calgary at the time. And I didn't know that would bring me back eventually. It was exactly what I needed. I needed to be alone. I needed to figure out who I actually was. I needed to move away from the expectations and the agreements, as I said, that I created. And Vancouver gifted me exactly what I needed through that time. And when we sat and did this closing ceremony, you know, I just felt the tears come because I had so much gratitude for this home, for this city, for this province, for this place, for the mountains, for the ocean. And of course, it's not a goodbye, but till, till I see you again. And the home was such a place that previous friends had lived in and they had had kids there and Kai and I had lived there and we went through our breakup there and then our reunion. We had our own closing ceremony for our relationship there. And so, so many beautiful transitions occurred there. And so as I packed up the boxes and we moved back to Calgary and we unpacked and did the things, I really just started to think about transitions on such a deeper level as I was sort of coming out of one and recognizing how hard it is to carry the space that is in the middle. And I think so much of our transitions are cut short because we can't sit in the space of expansion. We can't sit in the space trusting that we're going to arrive, trusting that we're going to catch up. And so that might be a relationship that ends or a boundary we set or a conversation we have or a dream we want to pursue. And we start the thing and we do the thing. And then there is a gap where the universe is catching up to the new version of us where life is trying to orchestrate around this new way of our being, which you can think of from an existential perspective and vibration or whatever, or you can think about it literally from the patterns that come from choices. And when you make different choices, as I said, you'd end up in different places and spaces and relationships and conversations. And can you sit in the space where there is a new life orchestrating around you? where there are new relationships orchestrating around you or existing ones that are orchestrating and recalibrating. Can you sit in the space that your soul has drawn you towards and just trust? Just trust that you are cared for and that things have to align to align with the new version of you. They have to orchestrate. They have to fall into place. But so often we go back 
to reacting to the world, to chameleoning to the world, to shape-shifting, to fit back into the box that we put ourselves in or were put in or both historically. And we go back in there because we don't trust that outside the box where freedom really dwells, life is going to bring the things that we always thought it would. So instead of being let down from possibility and not existing, we go back to what's familiar and certain and likely heartbreaking and likely suppressing and likely shrinking and likely playing small. But it's familiar. But once you wake up to the magnitude, to the sheer capacity of life, to the expansive nature of your being, to the possibility of just what your changed behaviors can bring, once you just wake up to that possibility, you can't turn it off anymore. You can't pretend you don't know. You can't pre pretend the possibility doesn't exist when you stepped outside of the box and saw blue skies. And it doesn't actually even matter what color the sky is. The fact you saw the sky, not the sky you were told about, but the one that truly exists, the one that is infinite possibility of what you can do, how you can show up, what you can create what relationships are possible, what work is possible. And so my question for you this week is, can you sit in this space? Once you do the brave thing, whatever it is, the courageous act, that all of your intuition and your soul brought you to the edge to do, to get you there, to bring you to the edge of the unfamiliar, and then you leap off that edge and it's, can you sit in that space? Can you fly off the edge and just trust? And then, can you let yourself arrive? Can you sit in the space as the creation begins or continues is probably a better term. And then when possibility shows up, which it always does, can you let yourself have it? Can you let everything you imagined be real? I say this to you as I say it to myself always, which is to just constantly live on this edge. You know, as Seth Godin said in the podcast I did with him, that imposter syndrome is a sign, is a sign you're doing the right thing. It's a sign you're on the right path. And, you know, when I started to pay attention to the clock and the 1111s and the 333s and the 444s, like, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. I like the fact that when I see them, which I don't go seeking and looking for, and maybe I do, and maybe I have a bias, I don't give a shit. Because I see all the time 444s, 111s, 1111s. I see 333s, 222s. Just start to pay attention to the way the universe is speaking to you, but without speaking. Start paying attention to the subtle nudges of what it's presenting in front of you, of where you should go in your life of what you should say, of what you should do. Stop subcontracting the authority of the choices in your life to other people. You know, there's a real truth to the idea that if you don't choose your life for you, someone else will choose it, and you won't like what they come up with. And I think most of us, including me, have woken up in that. In like, wait, I'm in a place that I don't want to be, and I ended up here because I allowed other people to tell me what's best for me. And I agreed to it. And if we can take responsibility for the fact that everything currently in our life got there because we said yes to it on some level, then we can change it.
And that is the birth of everything is knowing that we are what we're waiting for. We have the capacity to make choices that can transform our relationships in our lives, that we are not stuck, that we're not victims, that all we have to do is say, no more. Enough is enough. I'm ready to make a change. I'm ready to step towards expansion, fulfillment, growth. I'm ready to let go of the beliefs people gave me that I can't do something or I shouldn't or it's not whatever, blah, 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 insert limiting belief that someone else gave us because they, someone gave it to them and now we just keep inheriting this shit. That I can't be someone with a voice. I can't stand up to this. I can't say this. I can't choose this. Think of what a gift it is to be in this body, in this moment, to be able to hear the words I'm saying for me, to be able to speak them. What a gift it is to just be here and to live that fully, to not leave anything on the table, to realize all the unspoken words we have yet to express and the dreams we have yet to fulfill and to do all of that now. And if anything in the last year has reminded us is that that's all we have. There are no promised future days. But this invitation for us to live it fully now, to what we know now. And so this is your invitation to taking that courageous step, to sitting in the moment of expansion and transition, and then to let yourself have it, to let yourself arrive. And to not get caught up away in the transition and to allow yourself to be present to the grief of what was and the excitement of what's to come and maybe the anger of where we've been and all of those things to coexist at the same time as possibility unfolds. Much love. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, one of the best ways to support the show is to go subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or share the episode with your community on Instagram or whatever social place you like to hang out. This helps get it into more people's ears, and I'm so grateful for your support, always. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love.